I mean, your first deal is you might make 300 to a thousand percent. <laughs> so like I, I it's so funny some of my clients like I haze like their first deal they made a hundred percent but in the real world they made a hundred percent yeah like like you know in our in our world like we haze you like okay you priced it wrong but they're they're super happy I want to be my current self from this point forward I want to learn how to play piano working with human beings drinking wine in the middle of the day I want to be a Truck driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? I'm Blake Fletcher, and this is the Half Hour Intern Podcast, where we explore the interesting paths people take in life. Before we get started, I just want to give a huge shout out to anyone who went to the University of Arizona like I did, or currently goes there, or has any ties to the state of Arizona. Actually, like today's guest is living in the state of Arizona. The University of Arizona today, March 23rd, the day that this episode is coming out, will be playing in sweets in the Sweet 16 um, for the 2017 NCAA tournament. So uh, good luck to the Wildcats out there. Bear down. And uh also wanted to let you all know that the contest has ended for leaving reviews for the show on iTunes. I want to read really quickly the winning review, which is an absolutely awesome review. So I was planning on pulling a review at random that somebody left, and then this review came in on the very last day, and I decided that I couldn't do the random thing just because this review was so apropos and perfect and definitely deserves to win the um the free tarot reading from Charlie Harrington. So this is from Emily Lakritz. It says, Half Hour Intern has proven to not only be incredibly educational regarding both mainstream and offbeat careers, but has also opened my eyes to the power of human connection and growth by giving people an opportunity to really expose the backstory behind their careers. Blake Fletcher opens up the door for people to connect, relate, and open themselves up to possibility. Half Hour Intern inspires me on countless occasions to break out of my comfort zone. Maybe try that cuddle therapy I've been contemplating or let go of my fears and have my tarot cards read. By making these careers real, authentic, and relatable, Blake has inspired me to connect with those around me. We are all just trying to live a life full of meaning and love, something so evident in every one of these episodes. First of all, that is a beautiful sentiment. I could not agree more. Second of all, Emily, the fact that you say, you know, maybe going out of my comfort zone and getting uh, my uh, tarot cards read... Obviously, you're going to win the tarot card reading then, so congratulations. I will put you in touch with Charlie Harrington so you can get that awesome tarot card reading done. I'd love to talk to you afterwards and see how it went and uh, what direction it ends up sending you in. So anyways, on to today's episode. This is part three of the interview with Mark Podolsky, the land geek. If you did not listen to parts one or two, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you listen to those before listening to this. Otherwise, this is not going to make very much sense to you at all. If you did listen to parts one and two, in this final section, we discuss the selling of land when you are investing of lands in land. So after you have found the land, after you have bought the land for a low, low cost, How are you going to sell it? Where are you going to sell it? How are you going to sell it for the most profit? So all of that is covered in today's episode. Without further ado, here is part three of Land Investor. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to episode three, all about selling. So um, earlier, I think it was in the first episode, you mentioned cash or terms. Let's go ahead and revisit that really quickly um, for those that didn't get to listen to the first episode yet or uh, that don't remember it exactly. The, the various ways that we could be selling a property, cash or terms. Right, right. So let's say, for example, Blake, that you owe back taxes on a piece of property in Texas, but you live in Arizona. 
So I'll send you an offer, top dollar offer, 23 cents a dollar. You accept it because you know, you're going to lose that property anyway. So 23 cents a dollar is better than nothing, right? We go ahead and we do our due diligence. We close on that deal with you. And now we own the property, right? But because we bought it 23 cents a dollar, we know what the market value is. And now we're going to just go out and make it irresistible for somebody. So yeah, we can sell it for 300% cash if we need cash. But my favorite way to sell it is on owner terms and financing because now we're creating a passive income stream without having to deal with any kind of renters or rehabs or renovations or rodents. And we use a land contract instead of a deed of trust, which is a whole legal thing, but suffice it to say that property stays in my name until you pay off your promissory note. And then we deed the property over to the new owner. So that really eliminates the costs of foreclosure on my end as well, because it might cost $3,000 to remove a lien on a deed of trust and do a foreclosure. If, if like Blake, for example, you're my buyer and I have to foreclose on you because you stopped making your payments. So now I don't even have to do that. So from, for me, you're saying I because like, of the type of terms that, because of the type of contract that you're, that right, you're right. Got yeah, it. exactly. So for me, I like to sell everything on terms and make, you know, 800 to a thousand percent return on investment, because let's say, for example, I need cash that next deal. Well, I can sell 12 to 18 months of that cash flow to an investor, right? And they'll make 12% and they'll be super happy. And now I've got my money out to go ahead and, and redeploy that into my new deal. Mm, right. And then after 12 to 18 months, that passive income stream reverts back to me and the investor's happy and I'm happy. So were you only even looking for buyers that are looking for terms? Like what if a, what if a buyer comes to you that they seem like a good buyer? It was really quick, you know, like it was a really great turnaround time for you and they're like, "Yeah, I just want to buy with cash." Like here's 10 grand. Yeah, are you look, just like, "Yeah, eh, no, like I'd rather find no, a buyer no, with terms." No, look, I'm not crazy. You know, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, fine. I'll give you 25% cash discount. No problem." Yeah. We'll cool. Cash, we'll redeploy it. Okay, cool. What are what, like how many out like uh i guess not not you don't have to give us a dollar value but how many individual properties do you have out there right now that are paying you on terms like monthly you're getting monthly checks from this number of properties i use a program called loangeek.io and i automate it it's a set it and forget it system and i get ach or credit cards it's unbelievable i created this blake so now my my borrowers can go in, they can see their current balance, they can make a prepayment anytime. The software runs everything. They get notifications. And so for me, what I used to have to do is spend my Sundays using a spreadsheet or a software program and manually putting in hundreds of notes into the software. Yeah. Now it's all automated. And so now it it it's it's just done. And if the ACH fails, which is a check, there's a credit card on file. I get the credit card. So now my defaults have gone way down using loangeek.io. It's unbelievable. I have hundreds of these notes every month. So awesome. And so if someone defaults on their payment, it's also not even an issue to you whatsoever. Like, I I mean, that's great that your defaults have gone down. I'll get a new new down payment. I keep all their money. I get a new down payment. I get a new borrower. And now my return is even higher. Wow. Awesome. Um, So talk to us a little bit about the letter writing campaigns you do on the selling side. So I know that you do letter writing campaigns. Obviously, we talked about that uh, in terms of trying to purchase land um, and find pieces of land. 
you do letter writing campaigns as well to try to sell land, correct? Yeah, because there's a one built-in best buyer. Do you know who that is, Blake? I do not know. Well, unlike houses, raw land has neighbors, right? Like you can go to your neighbor and be like, hey, I'm selling my house. You want to buy it? But for raw land, you can because they are scared. Who the heck is going to buy that property right next to me, right? Are they going to build? Are they going to ruin my view one day? What are they going to be like? So you send out neighbor letters saying, hey, before I go to the general market for this piece of property, I want to let you know it's available. And now you can get a larger parcel than what you currently have. And they are the best buyers. You got to be kidding now, me. Again, this no. is just so perfect. It's just awesome. No, no. So, so now let's say, for example, that they pass, right? Now I'll start buying up their property. And now I've got even larger parcels to sell. And then if they pass, I can go to my buyer's list. Right? Because wait, I'm, wait, wait. Okay, so they pass. Uh, so explain that. So when they pass, is your next question to them, hey, you passed on the offer to uh, buy this land. By any chance, are you then looking to sell yours as well? Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. Like as in like you you clearly are not that dedicated to this area of land or you don't right. care about it that much. Like would you want to sell yours then? Right, exactly. How freaking perfect is that? God. Right, right. So okay, they all pass. Now I'm buying up all that whole area. Now I go to my buyer's list and I do a deal of the week and I email them and say, hey, deal of the week. Here you go. Buy this property. Put your money down. It's going to be easy terms. It's irresistible. It's a car payment. And then usually sells like that, right? Now, let's say, for example, the buyer's list passes. There's this little website, Blake, you've probably never heard of called Craigslist. <laughs> right? And then, you know, we'll sell on Craigslist. There's another little website right now that I, maybe you've heard of it. It's called Facebook. There's buy sell groups in Facebook, and it's again free to list. Now, if you can't sell to the neighbors, to your buyers list, to Craigslist or Facebook, right? Then you can go to landsofamerica.com, landandfarm.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. Now, they'll charge you to list your property there, but then you can go there too. And you might not get as good of an ROI. But so like if you're breaking down the ROI from like the top down, let's say you're selling to the neighbor and you make like, you know, whatever, a uh, hundred, like, well, yeah. So why don't, why don't you break down some like what we could maybe expect ROI on those various scenarios. So I mean, if, if, if you, you manage to sell it to you, a neighbor yeah, versus I mean, if you manage to sell it on Facebook versus if you manage to then have to go to one of those websites and sell it there. You don't change your pricing. Okay. It won't, it won't change. Now, if you can't sell that property in 30 days or less, you've obviously priced it wrong. So the actual purchase price itself never changes. Just the terms. Maybe you lower the down payment, right? Maybe you lower the monthly payment. Maybe you lower the interest rate, right? And that will spur more interest. Maybe you change your headline. Maybe you change your ad up. Maybe you add some more pictures. There's some reason the market's not responding to your ad. But if you've done your research correctly, you know there's a market there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why you know it'll sell fast. Okay. So if you've done something wrong, if it doesn't sell in 30 days or less. Okay. And if you do sell it that quickly... Okay, a couple of questions. One, when you're selling, um, do you owe fees on the sale? Like, what, what, what do the fees look like? So fees are going to be recording fees, right? Um. And then back taxes, if there's back taxes. But that's other. That's other. That's the only fees that you have now. That's only if you do a cash deal. If you're doing a land contract, a promissory note, a purchase sale agreement, 
then all you have are the back taxes if they owe any back taxes. And then once they pay off their note, you go ahead and record that property, and then there's recording fees. But again, buyers always pay for everything. You know, we, we charge, you know, in real estate, there's always fees. There's a note setup fee. There's a monthly fee. It's, a, it's I'm telling you, Blake, there's, there's a reason they call it the best passive income model. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So if you were selling it prior to 30 days, then are you also not ever making a property tax payment on it? Well, yeah. I mean, the buyer, I, you know, using Loan Geek, we roll up all the fees into that. So then the buyer pays their prorated monthly taxes. Okay. And we pay, we pay it for them because I'm a control freak. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, and then is there anything that you need to do, I guess, before you sell it? it it's again, and it's like, Man, every part of this interview, like every part of this whole process, everything sounds, I feel like, too easy. There's like, there's A, the part that's like the too, almost too good to be true, like, wow, this ROI sounds so high, but then it also, everything sounds so easy. So like you, you buy the land, right? Um, is there anything you need to do before you sell it? No, you just need to, you know, let's say you've, you've done your due diligence. So now you're just adding all the stuff that you got from your due diligence for a buyer. So you're, you're, when you market that property, you want to show them, here's the GIS map. Here's the Google earth map. Here's the GPS coordinates, right? Right, right, right. Here are the pictures of the area. Here's videos of the area. Here's the description of the area. Here's why you should buy it. And then here's how you make your down payment. (laughs) It's that easy. I mean, it's again, it's a very simple model. The execution of it is just like anything else, right? I mean, I think I make it sound so easy because I've been doing it forever, but there is a learning curve. And just like any other learning curve, it's slow, right? So, you know, typically when people start doing this, it's going to take 60 to 90 days to close your first deal. And if you go to the website, thelandgeek.com forward slash student dash success, you can watch video after video after video of listening to how my clients close their deals, the ROIs they got. So you can go to bed at night knowing, okay, Mark's not the only one who can do this. Yeah, for sure. So in talk about going to bed at night, feeling comfortable with this whole process, um, I kind of already know the answer to it, this, but I would love you to maybe tell more of a story about it. Um, have you ever lost money on a deal? And what would you say are like the worst deals that you've ever had? Like what is the worst case scenario in your life? Like what are like the worst deals you've ever had? Yeah, I don't like to talk about this because it sounds so ludicrous. And but the truth is out of over 5,000 transactions, I've never lost money on a deal. Now, that's because, you know, I'm from St. Louis, I've been very conservative and, you know, I've been very disciplined so I don't overpay 23 cents in the dollar, right? And because of that, I've never lost money on a deal. Now, I will tell you the Treasure Lake deal I did when I factored in my time, I made $100,000 on that deal. But when I factored in my time and my effective hourly rate, I feel like that deal I broke even. Because I was on airplanes, I'm flying back and forth, and I negotiated. So that. But, you know, it, it sounds crazy, I know. How about your students? Um, how are they doing? Do you ever have any of them? Like, I, if, you're, if people are starting out right now, 
Um, do you, again, I guess maybe to the point of there possibly being more competition or this or that, like, do you anticipate that people starting out right now would also be able to, uh, do well right off the bat? Or I know you said like, okay, your first few deals, maybe anticipate that it's going to take you 60, 90 days to sell the property, not 30, cause you're not going to be as savvy. Is it also like, okay, your first few deals, maybe you just want to try to break even and then you can make some more money down the line. No, I mean, your first deals, you might make 300 to a thousand percent. <laughs> so like I, I it's so funny some of my clients like I haze like their first deal they made a hundred percent. But in the real world they made a hundred percent. Yeah. Like like you know, in our in our world, like we haze you. Like, okay, you priced it wrong, but they're they're super happy. So, you know, just like anything else, like you wanna, you know, you wanna Google me, you wanna do your due diligence, you wanna go on the website, um, you know, you wanna make sure I'm not full of it, right? But I can tell you, you know, story after story and video after video, that the people who focus and they do that this they do this model, it moves the needle in their life. And I'll tell you, Blake, it's the most gratifying thing for me when a guy like PJ Riley emails me out of the blue and says, Mark, I made more money last year land investing than I did at my full time job. Yeah. Or Eric Peterson emails me out of the blue and says, Mark, I made over a hundred thousand dollars this year, um, you know, working part time and that was my goal and I and I hit it. Right. Scott Todd uh, was able to, you know, get a Fortune 300 executive salary. He was able to replace it and exceed it in 17 months in three days with land investing. I mean, his story is incredible. And I can tell you, like, nobody ever thanked me when I when I sold them a piece of property. But in Land Geek, um, I can die in peace now knowing that I've made a difference in people's lives. And it's 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 just incredible, Blake. And And again, you know. I know that people want to look to competition and it's hard to wrap your head around how few people do this and how big this market is. I mean, again, there's no real money in it. There's no hedge funds. There's no private equity groups. You, me, a million other people could be in this niche. We will all run out of money before we run out of deal flow. It's just massive. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, yeah. it's not sexy. You're not going to go on the HGTV or DIY network and see flip this land. What are you going to do? What are you sit, watch me in my office, sign deeds. Yeah. Look at look at a computer. Yeah. Like, it's it's not you know. So I'll let I'll let uh, you know the house flippers get all the accolades, and we'll sit back in our little private niche and keep building our passive income. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. All right, um, let's uh, let's go ahead and wind this thing down the same way we winded down the other ones with uh, the biggest mistake that you felt that you ever made when you were selling property and how you would recommend people avoid that. The biggest mistake I ever made when I was selling property was I thought I knew the market better because I'd been you know it was arrogance. So I'm like, okay, this is what this property should be, and the market will tell you, hey, if it's not selling in 30 days or less, you. You miss mar- you mispriced it, um, and so I'd be stubborn, like no, you know this property's got utilities, this property's you know got got water, there's homes near it, it should be ten thousand dollars, but that's not what the market was was doing, you know, and so you have to adjust your pricing when you're selling to what the market wants. You have to find the right terms. Some some areas you got to sell quickly on terms. Other areas you, you got to sell quickly on really easy terms. Um, some areas it's just quick cash, right? It just depends, but you've got to remember this is, it's not about you. It's about the market and you've got to give 
your customers and the market what they want. And if you do that and you have a simple business philosophy, happy customers guaranteed like I do, you'll be just fine. I dig it. I love it. Um, all right, man. Well, I know I really want to do this. So please tell us uh, about your website, about your program, about your podcast. Like, plug absolutely everything because this all sounds great. Yeah. I mean, we, just go to thelandgeek.com. You can register for free. We have 100 Land Geek podcasts in there that you can listen to. You can go on the Best Passive Income Model podcast where I actually interview experts from all different areas of life. And then I ask them, you know, like I asked Tom Wheelwright from uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm like, Tom, do I have the best passive income model? And he said, yeah, you do. Right. <laughs> I was going to so, say, you must get like competitive with the other passive income guys. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Um, so Jay Massey was like, well, Mark, you don't get depreciation. And he's right. You can't depreciate raw land. So from a tax standpoint, raw land is not as uh, advantageous as uh traditional real estate investing. That being said, we found a loophole, something called a qualified retirement plan or self-directed IRA. Then you can buy and sell raw land through these tax vehicles like a Roth or a SEP or a 401k and defer your gains or even get free gains in those vehicles. So take that, Jay Massey. There is a way to get some tax advantages. Yeah. And plus for the average, for the average person out there, if you get to a point where these are the things that you're worried about, like you're doing all right, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. if I that's mean, your yeah. concern and you're, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say between our software and loan geek, we're 90% automated and, you know, take your time, learn about it, listen to the podcasts. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel and, you know, if you really want to go ahead and really dive deep into it. You know, we have a, we have a course and we have, you know, coaching and we have masterminding groups. We have all the support you need, but I don't want to level you want. There's free stuff. There's stuff you can pay for. You gotta, you gotta buy my course. And that's the only way you're going to be successful. It's really not. There's tons of free information out there. Blake, there are no more secrets. There's no secrets. It's all out there. It's all out there for free. You just have to take action. What I will do is I will save you time and I'll help you sleep better at night if you just follow my program because you know it'll accelerate it because you're not looking around you know piecing it together and trying to figure it out by yourself but if you have more money than you have time go ahead do it use all our free resources and and start making offers yeah love it uh and I should have asked this before I asked that but um how much money would you say that somebody should have uh to be able to start this whole process out. If somebody is like 18 years old and they have $500 in savings, is that enough to get started? Or is it like, nah, you have to have like $5,000 in savings? Seth Draley-Ewan was just at one of my boot camps. He's 22 years old. He's graduating college. He started with nothing. He made $20,000 in two months. He took that $20,000 and, <laughs> and is now leveraging it. So I started with $3,000. My buddy Duran, who's a multimillionaire, um, he started with $800. You don't need money. You just need to get educated and, and take action. Because look, if you find any asset, 20, 30 cents a dollar, I guarantee you there's someone on the other side of that deal that's going to pay you. Either an investor is going to help you with it or you can do a, a dual close with it and get an infinite return on investment. Yeah. And it's you still to your point, it's a 
freaking asset. You still have the asset. No matter what, you have the asset. It's yours. Like you, it, You'll never get stuck with it, yeah. ever. I'll buy it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're scared? Wholesale to me. Yeah. I'll buy it. Love it. All right, cool. Good deal. Mark, thank you so much for all the time and, uh, and sharing your expertise with us. And uh, yeah, man, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Blake. I really hope it was helpful. And, you know, if anybody has any questions, they can always just email me directly, uh, mark at thelandgeek.com. But I would say just, you know, start start listening to the podcast and, and going into it. I even got a bot on Facebook, on Messenger. Um, we've got, a you know, free web classes that we run too. Oh, nice. So, it, you know, really walks you through the stuff step by step. Cool. Man, awesome, Mark. Thank you so much. Thanks, Blake. Hey, everyone. It's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you did, I would appreciate it so much if you considered leaving a review for the show on iTunes. I swear it'll only take like two minutes. Um, Just search for the show on iTunes, click on it, click on ratings and reviews. You can leave a quick review um, or just uh, keep listening to the show. I appreciate that as well. Or tell a friend about the show or something. And if you have any ideas for the show, if you have a particular job or hobby that you would like to hear interviewed on the show, if you yourself think that you do something interview worthy and you would like to tell the world about what this job or hobby is that you have, head on over to halfhourintern.com. There's a link right there at the top that says submit your ideas and you could submit your ideas for the show, be them uh, somebody else that you would like me to interview, a particular field that you would like to hear about, or even if it is you yourself that would like to come on the show. Thanks so much for listening, you guys.